everybody welcome to movie blast with bob and bax i'm bob and i'm bax and we're the movie blast that's us man welcome back man thanks thanks for being my friend thanks for talking to me about movies absolutely so bax man what's up man you picked the movie this week i totally did so tell the people what we watched man we watched caddyshack this week okay the players championship was going on i was hanging out with my boys we were at top golf I mean, like, April's coming up, right? So, like, the Masters is coming up. So, yeah. I, I was just, like, in a golf mood. Caddyshack, here we are. Yeah. I didn't understand any of those words. That's okay. You're not a golf guy. I'm not. So, Caddyshack. It's a movie. Facts. Hit them with, the, with those movie facts. Man, I'd love to. I feel like some people might say that Caddyshack is a classic. Um, it was released in 1980. July 25th of 1980. It was shot on a budget of $6 million. It made $40 million at the box office. For the year 1980, that put it at 17th overall. Does Bob know what the number one movie at the box office was in the year 1980? I don't. What was it? Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Empire Strikes Back. One of the goats. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it was directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah, so Harold Ramis, I'll give you guys a little bit of information about him. So you would recognize him as from playing Egon in Ghostbusters, which is one of my favorite movies. And uh, you'll find out that he actually uh, co-wrote Groundhog Day and Animal House. Bax, did you know that? I knew Animal House. I didn't know Groundhog Day. Yeah, and uh, so... Harold Ramis is kind of like he started out on SCTV and he just is this guy that made Caddyshack, one of the great films, and Ghostbusters, which is huge. You're a Ghostbusters guy. Absolutely. So, Bax, should I hit him with a spoiler alert? Man, I think that we could do a spoiler alert. The only other facts I have are really like the cast, like Bill Murray's hanging out, Chevy Chase is hanging out, Rodney Dangerfield's hanging out. But I feel like we'll probably unpack that as we get more into the episode, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we'll get into who those people are. For sure. So I think if you wanted to do the spoiler alert now, it would be a very good time for that. If you don't stop right now and go watch Caddyshack, you're going to find out that they're unable to kill the gopher. So that's ruined. No gopher death. So, But uh, let me hit you with... Uh, the synopsis of what happened. So our friends at IMDb say an exclusive golf course has to deal with a brash new member and a destructive dancing gopher. Yeah. So thanks IMDb. I think we can do a little bit better than that. So Caddyshack is about a caddy who works at a golf course who ends up trying to pay for his college, but uh, he doesn't get this caddy scholarship, so he has to suck up to this judge who uh, happens to be in charge of this caddy scholarship. And uh, this judge cheats, and he's kind of a jerk. And this the judge actually meets this new member at the golf course, played by Rodney Dangerfield, who's just super annoying. He plays music really loud. He's got an annoying golf bag. Uh, he's, like, crazy and wants to party all the time. 
and he tries to just tip everybody money. Just a weird character. So these, the judge and Rodney don't get along and they eventually get into this um, pissing match uh, and uh, they end up $40,000 bet to who can out golf the other person. Chevy Chase gets looped into it. Um, and so he's golfing with Rodney. Rodney's doing terrible. So then Rodney is, pretends to break his arm, tags in the caddy who had already won the caddy Olympics and was probably going to get this caddy scholarship, but doesn't like the judge because the judge is a jerk. Um, ends up helping um, Chevy Chase's character win the the bet, which then turns into an $80,000 bet. And uh, yeah, that's Caddyshack. Uh, the whole golf court, of course, explodes at the end, and which causes the kid to win. That's totally Caddyshack. I feel like it's a weird movie. It is a weird movie. It, like it, sometimes it feels like it's super absurd, and sometimes it feels like it's trying to be a real thing. Like I feel like that contrast is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so you know how like when we watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it was like a bunch of bits put back to back to back? Yes. Caddyshack feels like it's the same way, where it's just a bunch of little scenes where it's all tied together. But instead of having two characters going through hijinks, it's just different scenes with different people and Rodney Dangerfield being kind of annoying and the judge being a jerk. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I would still say go check it out and watch it. It's, It's worth your time, but I don't necessarily know if it's my favorite Chevy Chase movie. That's, those are my two cents. Nice, man. So, Bax, what didn't you like about the movie? Man, I feel like that contrast between, like, okay, we're going to tell you an actual story with actual characters that you can kind of get invested in, and then the parts where it's just super absurd and super ridiculous, like, that is kind of something that I wasn't really feeling. I would have maybe liked it if it was just all in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just similarly when I often talk about things that I wasn't feeling I would like like more of what I liked and less of what I didn't like Bill Murray's character here doesn't do anything for me personally Rodney Dangerfield's character the judge they do a lot for me so like I would like more Rodney Dangerfield just being ridiculous and absurd more of the judge getting really angry and throwing stuff around but like trying to scale it back and act like he's a nice guy so yeah, more what I liked, less of what I didn't like. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, so you remember the weird choreographed dance, like the water dance sequence? Yes. It felt super out of place. Absolutely. Like that was a bit where I was like, I understand the humor that you're going for, but nobody in this reality is going to do a choreographed water dance. Right. And like there's there's that, there's that love interest that there's that, uh, Manhattan socialite woman that comes up and everyone's like, ooh la la. Like, not everybody's going to drop their jaw when a woman walks in. So I feel like that was a little bit weird too. And so it's the characters aren't acting like normal human beings. So I agree with you there. Um, and then the kind of like the one upping, constant one upping going like, oh, a $10,000 bet, ah, 20, ah, 40, ah, 80, like that one-upping as it raises the stakes i'm just like whatever it doesn't really matter you're not gonna get paid by this guy like i just could sense that it wasn't gonna actually pay off yeah i just think the plot overall was just a bunch of scenes stretched together 
and there's not like a there's not a character arc really i guess the main character the kid he learns like he's like hey i got you pregnant like i'm gonna be with you and she's like it's not your kid and he was like oh wait well i'll still do it i mean if somebody's like it's not your kid you're gonna be like "Ooh, thank goodness you know what i mean well you're not gonna, you're not gonna i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong Bax, tell me i'm wrong if he really had feelings for her and he wanted to support her in that, I think, I think that would be super honorable. Like how'd she know it wasn't his? She wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think she's just saying it. <laughs> That's the humor of it. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not your kid. It's not your kid. Like, well, how do you know it's not my kid? Yeah. yeah. So anyways, back, back, back to it. Yeah. Um, other things that I didn't like, I didn't really enjoy uh, the judge or Rodney. So it's the exact opposite. I love the gopher stuff. I go, I could watch Bill Murray hunt a gopher three hours. You'd be a three hour epic of Bill Murray, just washing golf balls, saying weird stuff to ladies and uh, it just try to kill gopher. So um, the 80 K golf bet technically he doesn't win because the ball had stopped moving and then the explosion happens and it drops in. Yeah. I think he lost, but everybody's treating him like a winner. An earthquake happens and you just so happen to get a hole in one. That's the earthquake. That ain't you, man. The hole moved. You disagree with me? Do you, do you think he won? It, w- it wouldn't technically be a hole in one, right? Because it was just the putt. It wouldn't have been a hole in one. No, I meant in the scenario where an earthquake goes down and you're about to hit. I would say redo. Okay. Yeah, I think it go. And this is where it's like, is it trying to tell you a real story or is it just being absurd and ridiculous? Yeah. That's kind of part of it. But also, like, the one guy that's on staff at the country club agreed to be like the ref, so to speak. Yep. And, like, he gave it the green light. So I'm thinking about it, too. Like, if he's calling it good, I'm not going to pull up on that ref. Like, I'm not going to pull up on that that country club staff member and tell him how to do his job. So that's just me. The uh, The other thing I didn't really like was uh, the old guy that gets hit by lightning. That whole sequence where he's out just having the game of his life, getting rained on. Yeah. And uh, Bill Murray's just rolling with him. Just – caddying for him that's funny too because like bill murray's clearly like a greenskeeper right like he's clearly not a caddy so that's to me that was funny because it's like bill's just moping around like going with it yeah and he's like oh yeah no you got this yeah i like that yeah part of me liked it part of me didn't let's talk about we did like man what did you like bob i like chevy chase's character the rich guy who owns the lumber yards. Like, uh, I thought it was really cool. Like, um, you take drugs, Danny. He goes every day. Like that's, I just like that joke. Um, so I think the timing was really good in the movie. So like all of the jokes were timed really well. And that's what I really liked about the movie. So the jokes hit pretty good, but I, I don't know if it was a hundred percent my sense of humor. I think that the Rodney Dangerfield being super annoying, playing music on the golf course, hitting the guy in the nuts, the beer in his golf bag, telescoping golf club, like all that stuff's just too zany for me. I loved Uh, it. 
Yeah. I like the poop in the pool and I like the Bill Murray's quest to kill the gopher. Yeah. Is the gopher the highlight? I like the gopher a lot. I think the music was pretty good too. That Kenny Loggins jam on all right. Yeah. I like that. What did you like, Bax? Man, I think maybe it's like we're doing the opposite thing. I'm trying to think of what it is about Rodney's character that I enjoyed. But I think like that's just Rodney Dangerfield being Rodney Dangerfield, right? Yeah, just being a weird guy dancing around, tipping people. But but like the humor and stuff and the one-liners, so like they're having dinner and he's dropping the one-liners and like and like he farts and then he's like, Did somebody step on a duck? Yeah. Like the the one line is like that, like, hey, like, let's lighten up the place and he goes over to the band and he throws the money and he's like, get better, like take better lessons or something. Take some lessons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm into it. And then I don't know why, but like when the judge just loses his cool and throws his club, but then he like tries to scale it back and act like he's not a jerk. To me, that's humorous. So like when the judge catches a certain character doing a certain thing and he's very upset about it and he's chasing the character around with a club. It, it was funny to me, man. I think it's, it's funny that their relationship goes from that to him, like calling him into his office and being like totally cool with him, even though yeah. that stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, then the main character ends up sleeping with his like niece or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. like some yeah it was an interesting it's it's a this is a sex comedy i would say that this is would fall into like the sex kind of comedy because it has uh him hooking up with her the other girl and also them all kind of like them all like chasing after like the manhattan chick what about, even, like, but she like even tries to hook up with chevy chase young chevy chase a good looking dude yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that young Chevy Chase or is that like, like Chevy? How young were you back in 1980? He he he's a good looking dude in the movie. That's regardless of his age. He is. We'll find out. Like I was surprised by like how lean and like spry and fresh he looked. So he was 37. He's doing real well for 37 back in 1980. Yeah. About when like the judge is getting his new boat. And they have like the thing of champagne and like they're gonna like they're hitting the boat with it and the bottle of champagne is supposed to shatter. Yeah. But it just breaks part of the boat. That's funny. Yeah. That's a good yeah. bit. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the better bits for sure. There was uh that that because your brain goes, I know what's gonna happen here, and it goes the opposite way. I do like the left turn humor. Yeah, yeah. Because you're completing that joke in your head and you're like, Oh yeah, it's gonna do that. Oh, oh, oh funny. How do you feel about the ending line? What was that? <laughs> When like everything's said and done and the explosions went off and Ronnie Dangerfield's just like, hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. Yeah. And then there's like everybody from like the whole film is at the country club and they all cheer. It's a weird way to end a movie. Is is it is Ronnie's line the funny part or is like the response of everybody cheering the funny part? Because I mean, if it, everybody needs to cheer, because if you if you go up to everybody, like everybody's getting laid, and if it's crickets, you're like, eh, well, I'll see myself out. But yeah, so I think everybody needed to. But the '80s were a different time, man. Yeah, j- just like like that, like that five second clip of like Rodney being like, "We're all gonna get laid," and the crowd cheering. To me, that's a solid five seconds. Yeah, it was it was definitely a good bit. Your boy Harold Ramis like wrote some of this too, right? Like he wrote it with two other people. But your boy Ramis on the writing game on this one too. 
Yeah, like Harold Ramis is a good writer, and he's also a good director. Harold Ramis directed Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, Groundhog Day, Multiplicity, Analyze This, Bedazzled, Analyze That. Um, his last film was Year One. These are the films that he wrote. National Lampoon's Animal House, Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Back to School, um, Caddyshack 2. I didn't know there was a Caddyshack 2, did you? I did. In Ghostbusters 2? Groundhog Day. I mean, his, his probably biggest movie that he wrote was Ghostbusters. The second biggest, Groundhog Day, in my opinion. I'd agree with that. And he wrote, directed, and produced it. I mean, Harold Ramis is a cool guy. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Rodney Dangerfield? We could talk about Rodney. I think Rodney's really funny. Me too. I, I, like, I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but I, I enjoy him. You ever listen to a stand-up? Um, yeah, he always had those kind of like, woo, bits. <clears throat> yeah, and the, and the one-liners. Mm-hmm. And like the rapid fire and just one after the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, I can see how for some people it would get repetitive, because he does kind of talk about the same things. And it's like the depreciating stuff. So like he's kind of like cooking himself consistently. Yeah. But to I, me, it stays funny. Like to me, it stays fresh. I think I like uh, the only, I think the only other Rodney Dangerfield movie I've seen is Back to School. How's Back to uh, School? I mean, it's, I don't think it's as good as Caddyshack. I don't know. It's, I, I it's him going back to school. It's a weird premise, but it's Rodney Dangerfield being Rodney. I'm into it. Yeah, I should check it out. You should. Um, Chevy Chase, awesome as always. Timing is great. National treasure. Even though people like he he got a lot of heat from Dan Harmon and Community and stuff like that when he was on that show. Hmm. But yeah, there's like you can Google it. Everybody like Chevy Chase like did some weird stuff. Um, but still, I think he's a very funny guy. And you can't say Christmas Vacation isn't a good movie. Mm. So. That's all I got, Bax. Let's, uh, do you have anything, anything else you'd love to want to talk about? Man, I could talk about what the internet thinks about this movie. You should. Man, if you go over to Rotten Tomatoes, 74% of their critics gave it a positive review, and 87% of their general audience gave it a positive review. And if you go over to IMDb, it's got a 7.3, which when we get to my grading, rating, grading, whatever we're going to call it, it's pretty similar to that. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, do you want to grade this bad boy back? Do you want to tell them why you liked it or didn't like it? I could. Starting so, out as a five? We're starting out as a five. So like we said in our last episode, that's going to be like my base score. I'm going to try and start stuff at a five because that's like, to me, neutral, like normal. Like, if you're bad, I'll take away. If you're good, I'll add. So we're starting at a five. I'm giving it a plus a full point for Rodney Dangerfield, plus 0.5 for Chevy Chase, plus 0.5 for the Gopher, and I'm giving it 0.25 for that ending line from Rodney, which is going to end us up at a 7.25. What do we think that would be as a grade, a 7.25? C. Is it a C plus or just a C? You can say it's a C plus. It's a C plus. Yeah. I feel good about saying this is a C plus. I could list things that might take it over. How about those Kenny Loggins songs? Kenny Loggins songs are taking it over. 
Yeah. There you go. And like, like the bit, like the bit with the boat. I don't know why I keep going back to the bit with the boat. That's point but five. Yeah, I, yeah, I could probably, I could get it up to like a B minus probably. Yeah. I think it's um, for what it is for um, it, it falls into that category of movies that everybody loves that um, doesn't a hundred percent resonate with me. Cause I'm not a golf guy. I've, I've wanted to become a golf guy. I have clubs. I've tried swinging at balls. It's just not, not my thing. Frisbee golf. I'm okay at, I don't mind it, but um, yeah. It's, so I think this is for me is a B minus. Like it's uh, cause I understand Harold Ramis is a good writer director, did a really good job. I think if it was, if it was a, either a hundred percent absurd or a hundred percent rooted in reality, that's where I think it could be an A film, but that's just for me. Cause I, I don't really like it. Cause you don't really know what's happening. Like, is this absurdist? Is this not absurdist? I'd mm-hmm. like it to just decide and go with it for sure. So, um, people on the internet love this thing. YouTube loves it. James over here wrote, what a great movie. I can't believe there's not a second one. Oh wait, there is. I lied. I didn't, I made that up. There's no James. Um, so, Bax, if they're looking for other podcasts, they can go check out Gamezilla, Legend of Retro, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, and then Noiseland Arcade. If they're looking to communicate with us directly. They could do that by going over to Instagram. So if you go over to the Gram Movie Blast Podcast, that's us. If you give us a follow, we would really appreciate it. When we're dropping new episodes, we're going to post about it. You'll be able to stay in touch that way. All right, Bax, you just let them know. Well, thanks for listening. See you. See you. Movie Blast with Bob and Bax.